0: Everyone, welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise, and I'm
1: your other host, Jen Otero.
0: Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program.
1: That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years.
0: To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. So we just completed a series here on Mercy Talk this last month on heartache and suffering. (laughs) Yay! Yay! (laughs) Yay! Really uplifting topic, um, but yeah. So this last month we really mm-hmm. felt um, it was actually a listener request that led us to this that series, and we just really felt like, and I mean, I'm just thinking, Jen, that even you and I had people in mm-hmm. our lives who we were just w- walking through some really yeah. rough things. You and I have both been walking through some rough things, and just really feeling like this this would connect with people. Mm-hmm. Of like, man, there's just there's just moments of of just so much pain in That's our lives, right. and how are we gonna to to talk about that, and how are we going to really address that in a way that isn't just kind of like, oh, you know, butterflies and rainbows, everything is good, God works for the good of all Mm -hmm. things, you know, like instead of just, um, instead of just really going to the hard, hard Mm -hmm. things, and the hard things that go through your heart and your mind and your soul whenever you're walking through pain, Yeah. and so that was really where we were last month, Mm -hmm. and I think, um, I'm, I'm just thinking as we dive into this new series this month, They really do kind of go hand in hand because as we were talking about walking through seasons of heartache and suffering, Mm -hmm. one of the things that so often comes into play in those seasons is this anger that you can build up towards the Lord. And so that's kind of what we're diving into this month. Um, But I would encourage you that if you are just now listening for the first time today and you're thinking, yeah, I I got some... Mm -hmm. anger situations with the Lord. I've got some hard-heartedness towards the Lord. I would encourage you to consider is that coming out of some place of pain and heartache in your life? And if so, please go back and listen yes, to last month. Um, I really think these two months kind of work hand in hand with each other. And so mm-hmm. if you missed that series, I would really encourage you to, to go back, listen to that. I feel like last month was a foundation for this
1: month really? and where we're headed for so. sure. And really, I mean, anytime that we hit up against a season of heartache and suffering, which we all will, and mm-hmm. we all do, the reality is there is such a margin for anger at God. Mm-hmm. And so really our heart is to spend some time, you know, I often say at the workshops that there's a different... Between explanations and excuses. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that we take some time to really dive into the good, solid explanations of why we have anger at God, that there, there is a place for that. But also acknowledging that there isn't a place to stay in that anger yeah. and that we will pe- be people that don't make excuses for the anger because the reality is, Mel and we'll talk about this a lot in the upcoming weeks, is that while there's a place and margin for anger, at God for a season, mm-hmm. if we choose to not deal with it and remain in it, the destructive quality that that anger brings to, our, to us as individuals, to our relationships, and ultimately to our relationship with the Lord is really, really significant. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to give a lot of margin for understanding that there's place for anger for, at God, but that we are really going to be challenging listeners and honestly ourselves to not stay there. Because yeah. when you do, the destructive quality is really unprecedented. Mm-hmm. It's so important that we understand that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, really, as we always kick into these times, we always want to kick off with a definition, right? Because we can talk all day long about what anger is and we have an idea, but there's a real power when we get in and really define it. And so, anger defined is a strong feeling of displeasure, opposition, and hostility or rage, which I thought was really mm. important because, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about I'm angry with God, but I will tell you that there is a place even for rage. And we'll talk more about that, but that it, this isn't just a little feeling an emotion that fits mm-hmm. in a box there is mm-hmm. a significance to it anger as i mentioned if left unaddressed can become bitterness it can become hatred and it can honestly when you're looking at different issues in your life it can be a root system to areas like anxiety depression and other emotional physical issues that are really significant that we can be dealing with and not even realize like wow the root of this issue and the root structure beyond this anxiety or depression actually can be really significant mm-hmm. Bitterness, Mm -hmm. anger, Mm -hmm. and some things that have rooted into our lives because we have come across heartache and suffering.
0: Yeah, well, and like you said, Jen. I mean, if that anger does go unaddressed, Mm -hmm. um, it really can start turning into so many things. Even in our walk with the Lord, I mean, if I'm if I'm angry at God, I probably don't trust Him. That's right. I definitely doubt Him. I doubt His character. I doubt His heart. Maybe even doubt that he even exists. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to struggle with unbelief and there's a good chance, not a good chance, there's a possibility that if I keep walking down that road and never address that anger that I might just end up walking away from the faith completely. And so, not only does it affect my relationship with the Lord, but it's going to end up probably affecting my relationship with other people. It's going to affect my decisions. It's sure going to affect my ability to help people, to love people well, to minister to people. I mean, it's going to affect my entire life if I don't address it. That's right. And, and I'm just, it, it actually saddens me to think about, you know, people that I know in my yeah. life who, you know, maybe... We're walking with the Lord and then now they're not and they've just kind of completely turned away and when I look at it, I'm like, oh no, there was a significant thing that happened That's in their right. life that was so hard and so painful that it, it, it makes me wonder, did that just turn them like complete, that anger towards the Lord that didn't get addressed mm-hmm. turn them just completely away from Him? And and I can say, you know, I, I would not be shocked if not everybody listening could probably think of maybe one person that mm-hmm. that has happened to. And it's, it's absolutely heartbreaking, but I can also say that I, I experienced a little element of this for anybody who listened uh, to last month's podcast. You heard me share a whole lot about um, just the heartache that my husband and I recently went through when we lost a baby earlier this year. And I can I could so clearly see how the enemy took what was a really Painful and awful situation. I'm not trying to say it wasn't. Right. It was a legitimately hard, hard thing to walk through. But how he took that and he blew it up, mm-hmm. and he was—I mean, I—I w- I became very aware. Oh my goodness, he is trying to take me out with this right yeah. now. He had blown up this painful situation. And, and I, I remember having moments where there were things coming out of my mouth and thoughts that I was having that I was like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Like, I was freaking myself out. Like, what? I, I mean, am I doubting that right. God is even a thing? Like, I mean, there were days. There were days where I was like, I just don't even know about him. I don't even know if this is just all a big joke, you mm-hmm. know? And I remember that scared me, but, but it was a very real thing that I recognized eventually. That, oh my goodness, this is so the enemy. Right. This is so the enemy. And so... I, I remember having a very specific moment one day where I was so I was freaking myself out so much that I thought is this how people walk away? Is that the road? that I am walking down right now. And it and it scared me. Mm-hmm. I had another moment where I felt like the Lord had told me he wasn't going to let me go in this journey. If I kept leaning in, he there was He was not going to let me go. And mm-hmm. so that was what I kept leaning on in those days. But I could see clearly how this could happen. If I don't address this and lean into this right now, I can see how this could be a dark, dark road yes. that I'm walking down right now.
1: And I think part of that too, Mel, I think a lot of people when they hit up against these things, they're not a. Oblig- To the fact that there's some anger there Mm -hmm. or some distrust or some difficulty, but I think so often we're not given permission to really go, I'm angry and I don't understand, and to ask questions and to really process that anger with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of lies that can come in, whether it's from straight up, you know, teaching in the church or just this unspoken understanding that, you know, will somehow be disrespectful or dishonoring of God Mm or that somehow He will be angry with our anger or that there is just this place of, I think sometimes even as believers we can feel guilty because we feel angry or we feel guilty because we're doubting that we know better somehow. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so there's all these, I think, these barriers that are thrown up That really cause us to go, I don't have permission or place or margin to actually feel this way, let alone do I have a place to actually process this with the Lord and go in whatever format or way that needs to come. And so I think the challenge with that is that when anger leads to doubt and unbelief, we can really struggle with a lot of guilt. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That when we start to feel like, wow, I'm like you said, that moment where you're like, I'm actually scared right now because I'm doubting God and I'm not even sure like, is this the path that leads to completely turning away Mm -hmm. and I think so often it is that place of feeling like we should know better because we don't give ourselves grace the way that the Lord does you know we think well I know that God is good I know that God doesn't create hard circumstances like we talked about last month Um, I know that he has my best interest at heart like there's all these things that we know like he loves me I know God loves me but just because we know better and I'm using my quarter fingers all of that is a head knowledge and if you have walked through a hard season of life head knowledge doesn't last long Mm -hmm. It doesn't get you to a place of healing and wholeness and reconnection with the Lord. Mm -hmm. In fact, it beats you up typically if there's not a a place of understanding in your heart. And so it's really a place of going, I have got to give myself permission because God gives me permission to walk this out. And I think the other thing that, you know, I think even in counseling, I'll see people come in and go, I'm really doubting God. And there's a fear that's attached to that. And I often say that doubt is a really good thing if you manage it well, because doubt can kind of lead in two directions. It can either lead to unbelief, which Mm -hmm. is where we really need to be concerned because that's when the walking away happens. Mm -hmm or doubt can lead to more faith. Because Mm -hmm. if I'm doubting, it means I'm questioning. If I'm doubting, it means I'm in a place of wanting to know more and to understand and to reconnect and to move into a place of trust. It's how we manage that doubt that can lead one way or the other. And if I avoid that doubt and avoid that anger and don't go there, you better believe eventually that's going to lead to a place Mm -hmm. of unbelief. Mm -hmm. And so if there's doubt in your life today, don't be afraid of that, but acknowledge that it's kind of a road sign and it's going to lead you one way or the other, depending on how you manage it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I, I want to, I don't know, go back to that whole idea of the guilt and shame mm-hmm. that the enemy can bring on. Because I think this is a really, really important point for yeah. this specific topic. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, I think sometimes even within the church, there's this place of like, don't. Yeah. You can't be that way towards the Lord, mm-hmm. you know. Um and it was funny because I remember some people even telling me in some of those seasons like it's okay to be angry at God he can handle it I'm like I'm actually not too concerned about him being able to handle it I don't know if I can handle it it scares me so much Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel bad yeah and so it's so it's so the enemy to literally come around like with a double whammy because you're already in a bad place Mm -hmm. you're already you know in a hurt place you're already wounded you're already barely making it you're already in that place of like yes. just anger and and maybe that doubt and that fear. Like you're already in that place. And then he comes around and he's like, How about some guilt and shame? Right, in addition to all it. of the things that you're walking through. Just makes me angry to think about it. But I I can I can say that I absolutely in some of those seasons felt like the lord was disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. I was I was disappointed in myself cuz I think I had always thought like man when when darkness and suffering comes like I'm going to be able to handle it like this. I'm going right. to be able to be strong and my rock is the lord and I'm so anchored in that there's no way that suffering will you know knock me off my course at all. And and I just I you know you hear these stories about people who've walked through suffering and you think they just do it just the whole time with like jesus hands in the air like praise you life is good i'm still joyful like you assume Mm -hmm. that people who you know you look at and admire are walking through suffering in that way Mm -hmm. and you assume that you would be the same and so instead what happened was i I honestly couldn't help but be almost a little bit embarrassed about the way i was handling the suffering that we were facing in that moment um And I I wanted to be able to face dark seasons with this just like bold, unwavering faith, with this trust that just couldn't be shaken. Mm -hmm. Instead, I felt completely weak, completely depleted, full of doubt, full of anger. And in no way did that make me feel like I was some like mighty warrior for Jesus. Right. And so... I say all of that to say there was a very specific day that I had to ask the Lord like how do you see me right now mm-hmm. in the midst of this just like I'm doubting you I'm doubting your heart I'm angry at you I'm not trusting you right now I've got like <sighs> yeah how do you see me right now mm-hmm. in the midst of this place and so I I really wanted to just share like verbatim what I felt like he told me that day because I feel like there's a possibility that there's some people listening today that might need to just hear this. I think it was what he shared with me about how he saw me but in no way do I think that he would feel any different about any of his children in the midst of that same dark place. And so what he told me, I'm just going to read a little snippet of this from that day. Um, I felt like he said to me that day daughter there are days for you to be the mighty warrior taking on the world. But in this season, I just see you as my baby girl, the one that I wanna cover and protect and defend and fight for. The one who may feel weak, but that I don't expect Be strong. Daughter, I'm not at all disappointed or let down by you in this season. I don't expect perfection. I don't expect superhuman strength from you. I am rejoicing over you, singing over you every day. So pleased that you, in the midst of the darkness and doubt and despair, are still choosing to lean in. Mm -hmm. You aren't jumping off the train. And as a good daddy, I will give you what I know that you need. And that for me that day was like, How when I am in this place, could you see me like that? Yeah. But for him to express his heart to me in that way, and I remember a few days later, I was listening to, I think we referred to the Matt Chandler sermon a few uh, times in the last series, but he said something that just connected with that for me. He said, we usually want to protect people from being able to see our humanity. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like we really don't want people to see into that level of who we are really. But what's beautiful is that God, who is unchanging, has seen all of your humanity and has not distanced himself. He has drawn near... And that's where we get our confidence to keep getting back up and following him with all our hearts because he's not going to change his mind about us despite us. And I felt like that was what I received from him that day As he he goes, guess what? My heart towards you isn't dependent on you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change. And so I just, I found that so freeing to know that even in my weak and depleted place, the Lord wasn't looking down on me disappointed, expecting you should be handling this better. I expected more of you in this season. And that that was not his heart towards me and it's not his
1: heart towards anybody who's walking in that place yeah. today. And I think the thing I would add to that too, Mel, is even thinking about as a friend or a helper, if you're not someone that's even in this kind of a season right now, but maybe you're coming alongside people that are, mm-hmm. it's so important that we carry this understanding for others. Yeah. And if there is anything that you could say or encourage people with, it's not even just that place of you have permission to be angry or that's mm-hmm. so helpful because mm-hmm. some people need to hear that. Yeah. But what would it look like to carry this this vision and mm. this truth of hey God's not upset with you? Yeah. Like He's not disappointed that this is hard for you. Like yeah. there is a there's a place of understanding that it when we are in the throes of that dark season of the soul, there is so much confusion and so much unknown and so many pieces of going, how am I ever going to even move out of this place? Because Mm -hmm. it feels so suffocating and so hopeless. But to be someone who's able to speak that light into it, that God has not moved. He is not unchanging or he is unchanging. He is there for you. He is going to continue to come alongside and even encouraging them. I think that you nailed it because you would not have had this, this epiphany from the Lord if you had not asked that simple question, Mm -hmm. because we can so easily just put our heads down. And get through it, and never stop to go. Lord, what do you have to say about this? Yeah, about me, about the circumstances. Giving Him room to speak because when He speaks, everything changes. Because mm-hmm. I could have all day long said, well no, this is some, this is God, and this is." Da-da. Mm-hmm. But the more that we're even able to speak that truth, but then position people to hear it from the Lord, yep. and to give them permission to process and hear and do those things. There's there is just an exchange that happens in the midst of the difficulty that doesn't make the difficulty go away. The loss was still the loss. The The diagnosis is still the diagnosis, but suddenly my perspective changes because I heard from God mm-hmm. and he spoke something mm-hmm. to me about the way he sees me or my circumstance or all of the above. That The trajectory changes and suddenly hope comes and I'm able to see things differently, yeah. especially in that connection place with him because that is what will get us through. Nothing else will get us through in the way that the Lord does yeah. to a place of strength mm-hmm. that we never thought was even possible from it. But,
0: and it's so i feel like it's so contrary to way to the way that we operate mm-hmm. i think that's what was shocking to me in that season was like if I were you God I would be disappointed in me right. like after all you and I have walked through together after how much you've seen of me after how much of my heart I've shown you you would doubt me now mm-hmm. like that's how I would feel and you know when we try to kind of humanize God like well this is how I would feel towards me so surely that's how God feels towards me and the fact that just he responds with such grace Yeah. and I love that you, that you said when you're walking alongside people who are in this place they need to hear it from the Lord. Mm-hmm. But for you to carry that heart for them as well, if at any point in that journey, they feel like you are going like, get it together, man. Right. So like, good, come man. on, what's your deal? Like, <laughs> like, you know, what's true. Yeah. Get it together. You know, if they are feeling even a little bit of that from you, the, the way that the enemy will use that to heap on more guilt and more shame. Um, I just think that's great that you pointed out. We got to carry that heart, too, mm-hmm. for the people that we're working with. Um, I love that you mentioned earlier just that permission to rage. Um, thinking back to, I know that a few weeks ago, I think it was in early early last month, we posted mm-hmm. the teaching from Debbie Harvey, who, who did a teaching in our home, that really set us up well for that series on heartache and suffering. And um, I remember sitting in that teaching days after we had lost our baby. I mean, it was, I think, a week mm-hmm. after we had found out the news. And I remember in that teaching when she said, you know, it's okay to be angry at God. And then I remember she looked at all of us, the residents in the home and the staff, and she said, girls, it is okay to rage. Yeah. And I remember, I think I like kind of took a breath of like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? Because that to me, I kind of fell for that idea of like, I can't do that. I can't be that angry because that's disrespectful. At some point, is that not just like straight up, like you said, dishonoring the Lord. And I realized like I had really tried to pretty up my anger, like just make it really like tame and sweet. And like, God, I'm not very happy with you right now. But I had not gone to the place of rage. But I knew it was in there. Right. I knew it was in there. And so one of my favorite quotes from that teaching that day was she said, in order to live a life abandoned to Jesus, you have to name and identify and be willing to face when you have felt abandoned by him.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's huge.
0: (sighs) And in other words, what she communicated through that was... Until you face those things, until you allow yourself to rage, until you allow yourself to be gut level honest with the Lord, there will always be a block. That's right. You will not be able to live fully abandoned to him until you can face the times that you felt abandoned by him. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I had one of those moments of like, oh man. If I do not go there, if I do not let this all come out and I don't face this anger and this rage that I have towards the Lord, there will forever be a block Mm -hmm. in my relationship with him. And that was really all it took for me in that moment to be like, well, I got to do it. I mean, there's just no way that for the rest of my life I can handle there being a block in my relationship with him because I'm not willing to face this stuff. Right so it was freeing it was so powerful and and I can honestly say that there were there are a couple of specific moments that I remember being like I want to ask I want to say this to you but I I feel like I should say it like this like Mm -hmm. I really if I really am being honest with you this is how I feel about you right now but maybe I'll say it like this yeah and then I had that, like, you have permission. You have permission. Okay, Lord, if you want to know what's really going on in my heart, here it. Because it's not like he doesn't know. Right. He already knows. <laughs> I'm not hiding anything from him. So, like, Lord, here's what I really think right now. And as soon as I would kind of lay it out there with my eyes wide open, like, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. In both circumstances, the response that I felt like I received from him was so incredibly powerful that never would have happened if I had not been honest. Yeah, if you'd kept it pretty. If I'd kept it pretty. Those moments that were so real and tangible, two of the most powerful moments I've ever, ever had with the Lord on a personal level. I don't know if they would have happened if Mm -hmm. I'd kept it pretty. Yeah. So yeah, permission to rage. Not only permission, but you gotta.
1: That's if right. it's
0: there, if it's there, you have to. Yeah.
1: And he will move closer to you. Absolutely. He will not move further away. Absolutely. And it, I love how you said even earlier, Mel, that we tend to humanize God. Because what do we as humans do? If we're challenged or called out or there is a presentation of I'm angry or even raging, raging at, you, at you, we mm-hmm. get offended and recoil. Not God. Mm-hmm. He's like, come closer. Mm-hmm. I, I have things to show you. Like your emotion does not offend me mm-hmm. I'm okay in fact like you said I know it's there in fact I'm so passionate about you sharing it with me yeah, so we can get up and over and through this and so We could continue this conversation and we will, but I really feel like today it's important that we kind of wrap up and let listeners kind of camp out on this very idea that we've said it a number of times. And I'll say it again. You have permission to be angry, but even more, you have permission to rage. You have permission to really take that to the Lord in whatever way that looks. You know, there's, I laugh, there's times I've even found myself teaching at churches and things. I'm like, you know what? If you're, if you're in a place of raging, holler, scream, yell, cry, cuss if you need Mm -hmm. Just don't stay in that place. Mm -hmm. But the problem is all of that's always happening internally. And like you said, Mel, it creates a block if we don't go there and allow it to pour out before the Lord. But I think my secondary challenge to that is don't leave it there do what you yeah. need to do to get it out, but then give him space to come to you, to speak what he has to say, experience him. Because as Melanie said, those are probably two of the most powerful interactions you've ever had with God. And I believe that even for listeners, that is what you can go into that time believing for yeah. that, Lord, I am going to be honest with you and I'm going to trust that as I do that, you are going to meet me in the most powerful way mm-hmm. that I've ever met you, because that's what I have to receive from me right now to live, to move forward, to get through the season of heart and suffering and loss and difficulty. And so the beautiful part is if we move into that place, we will come out on the other side. We will be stronger for it. But if we don't, there are no promises Mm -hmm. except probably a falling away Mm -hmm. and a place of, at the best, a very um, clean relationship with Mm -hmm. God, but not Mm -hmm. a very connected one. So we just really want to encourage y'all. To press into that place yeah, and to create that space with the Lord. Yeah. He will meet you. I know that I know it. And and we're not done. That's right. We have <laughs> just, <is> just started
0: <laughs> part one of four of this series, guys. And so, man, keep coming back. We're going to keep unpacking all of this. Um, and Jen, the only thing I would add to what, what you just encouraged them to do is, you know, I think there's times that I've raged at the Lord, like just, or, or just raged. Maybe, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, and it always happens in the car. I don't know what it is about the car. I think it's like where you can scream and yell and no one can hear you and you're by yourself, right? right. And so, um, I, I can think of times where I have done that and it's been kind of directed to the Lord, but it's more just been like explosions of rage. Mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and what I didn't allow, though, was for him to speak back. Yeah. That's where the magic happens you know okay. that is where the power comes and so I encourage you to yes yell scream do whatever you need to do let what's in your heart out with him but then let him give him space that's right you got to give him space to respond and to speak back to you because that's when the healing really starts to happen it's not just about releasing rage it's about receiving something back from him in those moments so i encourage you to do that and please come back as we continue to unpack this series
1: We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalkatmercymultiplied.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review.
0: We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today and we hope you'll join us next week.